Would you like my good news? Yeah. I thought I lost my barber because I went to rebook him a couple months ago, like a month and a half ish. And he wasn't at, he wasn't, I just could not book him at the normal salon I went or the barbershop I went to. And I was like, oh no, he left. Which he had expressed being unhappy the last time I was in. And I was like, I oh know. no, he left. He just texted me like two days ago and was like, hey, I have your number still. I've started cutting hair again. This is where I'm going to be now. And I'm like, my barber. Nice. Like, was like, I'm going to have to go through this process of trying to find a new barber and did in fact go to a new barber. But I was like, oh, no, I miss my barber. I miss my guy. I you opened a can of worms here because now we're going to talk about barbers. everyone and welcome back to eight hour chat a weekly discussion where we no longer try to cram eight hours of inappropriate work chat into about an hour we're just chatting now about barbers you sound so sad i'm not sad see i like my okay so okay. it's a pretty cool barber shop that's it's right by raquel's literally like okay. up up this at the end of raquel's street yeah and i've been going for a while and it's run by, it's like a pretty, like, it's called, um it's called uh, Los Angeles Barber Lab. L-A-B. Okay. Uh, and it's cool, but it's kind of like the, do you know, like, the, like, like, the barbershop, like, cliche, like, barbershop, like, environment where it's just, like, kind of hood and like everyone kind of like bullshits around, like dudes bullshit around in there, and everyone kind of like, you know, knows each other, like rags on each other, and, and like yeah. everyone talks about life. Yeah, it's yeah, the like the that. yeah, my in between barber shop that I went to was it was much like that, and they didn't know it was the black barber shop too, so they had little my white me sitting. <laughs> they um, didn't know what to do with that, but yeah, mine is mine is not a black barber shop. Mine is my mine's like a. a, a uh, they're they're Mexican. They're, they're probably gang affiliate, slightly gang affiliate, gang adjacent Mexicans. Okay. So it's it's kind of hood and kind of tough in there, and so I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that environment. Like I grew up in, I, I went to rough school. I like I grew up with taggers. Like yeah. I know like everything like that. So I'm fine there, but it's two main dudes that are like the main barbers and. They're both really good barbers, and I love getting them. And if you don't make an appointment all the time, you you don't necessarily get them. They have like younger dudes that like are rotating into there, like barely learning that they're Got coaching it. and teaching, or like it's their first job. You know what I mean? And like they're they're like not established barbers, but they're like they're they are barbers, but like they're they're giving people like their start. You know what I mean? So yeah. sometimes. Like I, I I I I I'm not good at making appointments. I'm like I do things last minute a lot. So a lot of times I end up just doing walk-ins and I don't get the main dudes. And a couple of times I've learned to regret that. And then a couple of times I have made the appointments. Yeah. And I go and like 
They still give you the other dudes? They still give me the other dudes? And, oh, that's annoying. No, and, I hate that. If and I, I don't... make an appointment with somebody, then I want that appointment with that person. That's why but, I bother to make the appointment. But I also don't want to, like, push the issue because of, like, the... You oh, know I, I mean? oh, I would, yeah. Like, but I I'm... wouldn't go back. I would not go back. So what it sounds like they do there instead, because, like... I so love, I, the, I love I, the spot, though. I love the spot, though. I, I... Fair. That's fair. I mean... I go to the same one every time, but I also I don't like talking on the phone. We know this about me. Mm -hmm. Not a not a big like call like strangers and make appointment unless it's for work. I'll do it for work. But like if I don't have to, I would not like to. And I have an app that like I can book things on an app. Mm -hmm. Oh, so see, I, I, I usually book my appointments through Instagram DMs. I could do that, too. I definitely could do that, too. But like yeah. I just like doing it like. No contact, no fuss. Okay, I see when you're available and I just book that day. Um, and like everybody I book, like it does it that way too. Like I, I will say the last barbershop I went to, like I was sitting there waiting for a while while he's finishing up his guy and whatnot. Um, and somebody else came in and he goes, Are you walking? And like trying to take me. And I'm like, No. And then my barber in his chair is like, No, no, they're mine. And I think all the barbershops I keep going are really on commission. So, like, when they have the appointment book, they're like, no, 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 no. Like, yeah. you're my guy. Like, yeah, I, like I'm I, taking like, them. It's my I'm, money. I'm counting on your money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, I don't know, though, like, because it sounds like with yours, with you have the apprentices and whatnot, that they get the money from the apprentices probably, too, anyway. So, they don't care if the apprentices cut your hair or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I will say the last couple of times, though, I have... Uh, made appointments through Instagram DMs, and that seems to have got a lot better. They okay. seem to actually, they seem to actually honor the Instagram one as opposed it, to the phone ones, which is weird. Maybe because like maybe because like the Instagram like the phone one, somebody else is booking it, and on the Instagram one, it's actually them. It's like in writing, also. Yeah, I can be like, hey, look, you said you said, bro, you know what I mean. It's either that or like, like if it's somebody like if the apprentices are taking the and booking the appointment and whatnot. But um, speaking of which, I need a, I need a, I need to book an appointment for next week. Mm. Next week is when I'm due for a barbershop visit. I'm gonna have to wait until May because he's not back in the chair until March fifth, and I'm flying out on March fourth. Oh my god. Yeah, so I was like, all right, I'll book him with you. I'll get it in May. I have to do that in May. I have to go to a doctor. My May is going to be busy. You're going to get back to some stuff to do at home, huh? So much. I already know. Like, I'm trying to get as much stuff to go with me as I can so I can get it done so it's not waiting for me here. I've also, did you know that libraries, some libraries, rent out things like sewing machines? <laughs> what no like you can rent equipment from the yeah. library no the sacramento public library <laughs> um it has things to rent like that it has those it has cricket machines it has weed whackers and you just have to get a library card and you can take it out and i've checked even though i'm not a sacramento uh county resident i can't get a sacramento public library card you can do so much shit with a library card like right? you get it gets you like free parking at like state parks. Like, it gets you all kinds of shit. It's insane. Why do we not go to libraries more? Because like 
I don't know for like at least the like libraries near me, like the Anaheim Public Library, like it, it was always full of probably because it's like a safe haven for like like people. It was always full of kind of like crackhead type people and Maybe, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, depending on where it was, yeah. Yeah. So like it was just not not cool a lot of the times. I would get harassed there getting on getting on and off the bus a lot because. I used to, that was like around where uh, Eric used to live, my best friend. Okay. I used to like, and I used to take the bus from college to his house to like, to go to band practice. Yeah. And that bus up Harbor in Anaheim is like the roughest bus. Yeah, of that's a life. rough one. He got harassed. A lot of crackheads, a lot of crack, like not crackheads that keep to themselves either. Crackheads no. that are like actively causing a scandal and like harassing you and others actively. Like, yeah. And, and then the, they, their That's destination fair. always seemed to be the library so it was like fuck dude i don't want to uh. well, so you could free internet there yeah. um you also have like and i and like this somebody mentioned this the other day it's because somebody was like oh i read the old man in the sea and my friends were like oh that's such a classic and my one of my friends at the table got real mad and they're like it's not people still need to also need to stop pushing this idea that classic literature is somehow better because that's what the reason why kids don't like to read because you make them read things that are boring and annoying and stupid and we have better things to read I'm nowadays. Fucking, am I 32 or am I 33? You're 32. <laughs> I'm a 32-year-old man and I spend now for the past few months, like I'm sorry to the Mackle boys, I have not listened to a single... One of their things in like a good half a year or much more. Audiobooks. Yes, but it's all like it's all dumb, uh, but amazing, just fantasy. Yeah, I, Wait, fantasy. Like, this is this is why I love to read classic as a kid because literature. I wasn't pushed into class. I had to read classic literature for class for classes and things like that. But like when I was home, I mean, my mom and we used to go to the the swap meet at Golden West College. Mm -hmm. Um. And there was this lady there, sweetest labor. She'd sell me like just hundreds of babysitter club books, which were my jam back then. Oh, babysitter And like club, she'd yeah. sell them for a quarter each. Mm -hmm. So I just, and because I devoured them so fast, and like my mom wouldn't want to pay like an arm and a leg for these books that I read, like I finished one on the way home. And like I just had boxes and boxes of these books bless because my, of it. Bless my mother for paying for all the books i devoured as a child right like <laughs> if you just buy them books that are exciting and good and like fun for kids and not well you should read this book because it's classic literature no through that Again, that's why kids think I, they don't I'm, like to read like i'm 32 i i i'm i'm t i'm finally reading different people's takes on the on like dragon fantasy stories michael r miller's Ascendant series is amazing. I just I've read heard of Crown of I just Thorns read and Roses Dune. is really good. I just, I just listened to Dune. Wow. So I don't two, I don't chapter do, two I, comes out soon. I, yeah, that's why. I saw chapter one and I fell asleep 35 minutes in, and I was just like, oh man, I really wanted to get into okay, it. Dune so one was went, really boring. So, yeah. so then I so then I went back to it and I finished it, and I was just like, okay, sick. I could care about this. Yeah. I can do it. And then I was just like, oh, wait, da apparently David Lynch, like one of my favorite directors, had already done Dune in Ooh. like in the 80s. So yeah, the I 80s went back. Too. Yeah. And I went back and I watched it and I was just like, oh, dude, this is sick. You know what? I'm going to listen to this fucking book. And I listened to the right, book like and it's awesome. 
It's like, like why are we fucking weird? But like, but it's awesome. why for so long? Like, like why for so long were we feeding into this idea that books are going to only be one thing, and allowing like why did society decide to do that? Because like I'm, I just finished the Bridgerton series. I'm caught up on the Bridgerton series on Netflix. Also, a uh, way more mature audience than I thought it was going to be. Um. I don't know how that went by on like I didn't know that, but what it, like, what it what is this? Bridgerton? It's set Bridger- in I have like, no idea what that is. It's set in like old so it's like old English, like balls, people coming out, like woman gets married, like in no like uh in a family that has like deuce and dashes, like she has to get married to other ones, like old English, like Pride and mm-hmm. Prejudice kind of time frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In the first book, like, like one of the things is if you get caught with a man, like, alone and, like, there was no, like, in, like, a garden or something at night, like, you're compromised. That's it. If you don't get married, then everybody's just going to assume that you slept together and you're ruined for life. Um, right. Oh, my God. I don't know. I'm assuming that the books are this way, too. But, like, the first, like, in the first season, the two get married halfway through it. And then it's just, like mostly clothed or like you can't see like actual nakedness but like sex scenes just full-on like him going up under her skirt and full-on to the end <laughs> to the completion oh like softcore porn softcore porn like 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 you, you, you said to completion to completion <laughs> Full softcore porn that you I said, you, I you don't said know how to I completion missed. to completion. What is the need? Because Bridgerton's a series for women, and women love softcore porn. <laughs> this is women's version of porn. It has to have the emotion and the storyline for it. <laughs> yeah, full up, full, full. I just and I wasn't ready. Like even a little. Yes, yeah, that's, that's crazy. I mean, it's good. Just to be clear, it's a good series. Um, did you they like? Did, did, did you watch the whole scene like intently? I mean, it's not like intently. No, I did not watch it intently, but I did <laughs> okay. watch it. Right. Um, uh, there's two the seasons out good? now. Would yeah. you say the scene was good? You were were you into it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Uh. The first season, the guy is very much a, a service top. Uh, <laughs> Fucking Christ, Chad! <laughs> you started you went down. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna finish it. <laughs> I might not have started, but I'll finish it. Um. Uh. <laughs> anyway, Bridgerton. Um, Bridgerton. They what they did, which I really like, is they decided to go full like we don't give a shit and diverse cast like, and they do point out things because like the queen is black, um, and like in the first season the 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 duke is like black as well, and um they make a point of like referencing like if the queen hadn't been gotten married to the king like society wouldn't have allowed people like us being black into the court. Um, so they do make commentary about it, but they are, you know, like they do have a fairly diverse cast. Uh, this next season that's coming out with three, I'm I'm looking forward to it for a couple reasons. One, just because funnily enough, uh, apparently the actors while filming the, the scenes uh, broke furniture. <laughs> okay, Edward and Bella. It's 
Yeah, I don't know if they did. Like, I don't think that I think that was like the prop broke. And I don't know that they're keeping that in the season. But apparently the props broke. Um, And two, the girl that he's falling in love with is like a plus size woman. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty neat for like the representation kind of thing. And it's kind of like a, a Regency era gossip girl. Because there's like a lady whistle down who's like sneaking around and like telling secrets about the court. And like putting out all their dirty secrets, but they don't Okay. know who it is. So it's kind of like Regency Arrow, um, <laughs> Gossip Girl, which is kind That's of funny. fucking great. It is. It's pretty. Honestly, honestly, listen to the books. Maybe it's gonna have a little of softcore porn in your ear. But um, I don't see ah. Uh... I know, I know. You could watch the show because it goes a little bit faster. But I've heard like they vary very differently. Uh, I'm going to look and see if they have them because Spotify now has um, audiobooks. Um, so I'm going to see if maybe they have them on Spotify and I'll listen to them while I'm doing other work up and we'll find out. We should get to one of these topics, though, before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just started the unabridged version of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, so Oh, it's goodness. gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a while. It's going to be a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, but It's let's going get to be to a a hot couple minute. of these topics because Okay. we got I don't even know what happened. As always. We got, Um, yeah, that was fun. yeah. Anyway, uh, ideas to discuss. I can't find it. Oh my god, I'm panicking. Yeah, am I in the right They're right Discord? here. Am I in the right Discord? I don't know. There Just got it the is. little eight hour chat logo on the side. I found it. Okay. All right. So, Eight. these fucking graffiti towers in LA. I'm so excited. So there's two, uh, there's two articles. There's my article that came out like on February 6th, like right after they went up. And then your article, which is what they're planned on doing afterward. All right, let's see. So th this first started, as Shan says, with this LA Magazine article uh, by Julius Miller on February 6th. Downtown LA high-rise graffiti artists say buildings needed love. If the owners aren't doing anything about it, the streets of LA are happy to make something out of it, one artist says at the abandoned site. Uh, last week's grand spectacle was a series of graffiti paintings made along 27 stories of an abandoned downtown Los Angeles high-rise project. Now the artists have spoken out and touched upon why they gave the buildings a makeover. And what one of them described to hyperallergic as LA's graffiti history, the artist tagged several levels of the abandoned Oceanwide Plaza project in downtown. It was slated to be a billion-dollar three-tower complex, but its Beijing-based investors ran out of funds and closed in January 2019. One of the artists, who refers to themselves as Merch, was inspired by a former project, the tagging of a 20-story abandoned healthcare building in Miami during Art Basel last December. Love Okay. that. Uh, when, once people realized it was able to be painted, they're going to do an L.A. version, they told the outlet. Miami set the tone. He also mentioned that, that another artist, Aqua, hit the L.A. site at the end of last year, but his tag was high up and hard to see. So it garnered little attention until images of it started circulating on social media. Have I ever expressed before, like, we're going to keep reading this, but have I ever expressed before, like, how much I love street art? Because, like, for me, street art is, like, somebody has such a passion for art and such a passion for wanting to create something that they're just like, fuck it, I'm going to do it on a wall. Sounds good. I'm going to do it. And, like, that, like, that, I, art's all about passion for me, so street art is, like, for me, almost the pinnacle of that. <laughs> Yeah, I agree to an extent, but 
the L- I, I'm upset at the LA Tigers, not for this, but for other things. Like that's fair. So there's these really, there were like these really cute, cool murals up the 101 highway that have always been there forever. And they tagged and, over them. Yeah, and that's like a thing. Like I guess, like I said, I grew up with taggers. I like I, I I know that world and that environment. And there's like certain things you don't do just based out of like respect and stuff like that. And actual art that's already there, like murals, stuff like that. Yeah, I don't want you yeah, tagging you, over somebody else's you don't, art. You don't, like, go you don't find do that. Pool. You don't yeah. fucking do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's fair. Have, like if you want to do your whole little turf war thing and cross somebody else out who you don't like and go kill yourselves about it, go fucking do that shit. That's, that's your own shit. But actual art, like his, historic art, don't fucking do shit like that. No, so. I agree. I, I'm upset at the LA scene for that. But anyway, uh, this was cool. Uh, this was cool. Continuing here. Um Another artist involved, Acre, said, once I saw more writers were hitting it, I knew it was now or never. Artists contacted by Hyperallergic uh, added that they bypassed security at the site with ease due to an ongoing lawsuit between the hired muscle and the developer. They <laughs> easily navigated through a chain link fence and hiked up the stairs with paint rollers, spray paint cans, and ladders in hand. Oh, my this- God. That's yep. so much stuff. Mm-hmm. This building has needed love for years, Acre said. If the owners aren't doing anything about it, the streets of LA are happy to make something out of it. Police issued a statement regarding the graffiti on January 31st, claiming that they had met with property management and CD14 representatives to strategize better security measures. <laughs> Good luck. Since then, they've made two arrests on the premises. Jeez. With all due respect, shit's abandoned, doing nothing. Let's put some color on this bitch and do whatever we and and do what we do if they ain't gonna finish the job. One of the other I agree. Hopes like like these were also supposed to be like multi million dollar like high rises like penthouse suites and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah, because we need more of that in LA. Exactly. Like so, I I didn't see it. I couldn't find it in any articles on it. But um, Raquel's uh, my fiance's brother says that um, I guess taggers on social media after this went up like issued like a worldwide challenge and we're like this is LA this is like the best this is we're the best in the world at this what else you guys got so I guess people are that's fine people are traveling here from like all over the world to tag up this building to add to their mark so now it's going to be like an international art thing I love that though uh so that's pretty fucking dope it's gonna keep going until they do something about it, which apparently in my follow-up article here, uh, their big plan is, uh, where is it? I heard about this from my uh, father-in-law, but it's also in this article here. Yeah. Mm. So it is the NBC News one. So LA's newest tourist attraction, question mark, abandoned high rises covered in graffiti. Street art fans and the mere curious are stopping by to see the handiwork of taggers who spray painted the exteriors of three downtown buildings. 20. Yeah. yeah, And then there's a photo of it and it's a 27, at least 27 stories of an unfinished skyscraper development in, uh, in downtown Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Like a guy, a guy jumped off of it. Why? Like on a with a parachute though. Oh. He, parachute, he parachuted <laughs> off of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. a little bit better about that. I was just like, why, sir? Why? 
for, uh, for internet clout. I like that this was posted also on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. So their big That's solution so here is the city council will consider a motion next week to spend $3 million to install a fence around the building, clear debris, and possibly hire private security guards to take the load off the police department. This is fucking up the police, apparently. Uh, but yeah, because they all have to come out yeah. because technically it's illegal. The job is strained police staffing and cost 3,000 hours of personnel time. Chief Michael Moore, fuck that guy, by the way. I still remember you yeah. from the Black Lives Matter riots, and fuck you, dude. Uh, told reporters this week, 18 people have been arrested there since February 1st on suspicion of various offenses, including trespassing and felony vandalism. Uh, the police department has had to call in officers on overtime and add more patrols to the area, he said. Police cars were parked on every corner of the abandoned project Wednesday afternoon as several officers on horseback trotted on the sidewalks and nearby. These, these, they got the fucking... They got the mounties? No, they got the mounties out. Dude, the rest of this article has some, Canada. like, like, really cool things. There's, like, some interesting things on here, like, like residents and workers appear divided over whether to consider the Taggart's handiwork street art or an eyesore. Aesthetically, it kind of looks cool, said Douglas uh, Ree, who lives in a luxury apartment building across the street. I just feel bad for the businesses. What happened to them? It's a they Chinese, there. It's, it's a Chinese company that ran out of money and disappeared. That, yeah, that, also, like, don't feel bad for them. I don't feel bad for them. Then Crypto.com Arena employee Elizabeth Lau said she was impressed with the coordination it took to pull off a large organized display right under the noses of police. My sister has three kids and she can barely get them dressed in the morning, Lau said laughing. I can't imagine how a bunch of people got together to do all that. Yeah, well, apparently, even with all the police posted up, there's still like new shit still <laughs> popping up overnight every day. Like, clearly, they're, the, the, they're, they're not doing a very good job. So... It's just, oh, apparently said that the antics are, like, Mayor Karen Bass has said that the antics are, like that, are extremely dangerous and could result in serious injury. Talking well, specifically about the guy who jumped off. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guarantee you tragedy will take place if that place is not boarded up quickly. Yeah, Chinese-based developer that stopped, began construction in 2015 and ran out of money three years later. Work stopped in 2019 after the company went after business. Work stopped went after they out, went of out of business. It. Yeah. I mean, so this, it looks like they got a lot of that shit done. Which is they crazy. did. So this is like really just like probably the insides left. Yeah. It's just. Fuck. Jeez Louise. I, I think it's a old. metaphor. So they talked to another couple. And yeah. this is, I think it's dope, said Latasha Cooper, who was Latasha. in Los Angeles with Love her fiance her. to visit family. Uh, I think it's a metaphor. We start things and don't finish them, and then we get mad. People end up losing money, and then people end up losing jobs because they're not working. Her husband said, It's an LA thing with a shrug. When you think about it, this is, is a, this is America, pointing to the bustling crypto.com <laughs> arena, and this is America in the future. He said of the graffiti towers, you're going to run out of money someday. You are going to run out of money someday. So. Like, and that's like, that's the thing. Like attempts by the NBC Los Angeles to reach the parent company, Oceanwide Holdings through the address listed on the corporate fi filings and by phone and email were unsuccessful. 
In the latest news release posted to its website in 2020, the company distanced itself from disgraced ex-Los Angeles City Council member Jose Uriswar, um, who recently sentenced was was recently sentenced to 13 years in federal prison for public por- corruption. Beautiful, Lovely. beautiful. <laughs> like, without a company, keep the site secure. The and the crowds show up. The police have stepped in, and that's why the police have stepped in is just because like nobody else. Like, it's like. I love it. I love it. The only thing cooler is if somebody tried to like film a remake in this place. Like, the, do you remember the IKEA short we talked about? It was like that yeah, IKEA yeah, yeah. TV show? If they uh-huh. filmed in this like a remake of Die Hard. Oh my God. That would be That'd great. Be cool. Yeah. That would be so cool. This building is dope. I <laughs> usually avoid downtown at all costs, but I kind of want to drive by just, just to see it before it. Eventually, they do something about it. I mean, I don't know. I think they should keep it, though. I think it looks fucking dope. I think it looks fucking dope, too, quite honestly. Like, I think it looks way more fun than what it did. And quite honestly, if it's an eyesore and nobody's selling it anyway, at this point, if they let people use it as a tagging place and have a whole bunch of tagging going on in it, then they could sell it as art pieces. Like, they could pull it apart and the city could sell it as art pieces, as, like, historical parts. People bought parts of the Berlin Wall, for crying out loud, and that was, like, a fucking war shit. So, like, yeah, because it's going to cost so much money to either demolish this and, like, clear the, clear like, demo it all, uh, or it's going to cost just as much money and God knows what else goes into it, inspections and everything, for someone to actually buy it and finish building it out, like, both those scenarios are highly unlikely and it, it, like need like astronomical amounts of money. So I don't know. I doubt. Right. Yeah. I doubt either one will happen. Yeah. So you want to tell me about these theme parks, Shan? I can try very quickly. So the theme parks that are merging, I want you to take a guess. You can see one of them. What are they doing to nuts? Six Flags and Cedar Fair are merging. What is Cedar Fair? Cedar Fair is the parent company that owns Knott's. It owns like also like Great America up in Sacramento area. Um, the uh, um, like no, a couple just, ones in Ohio. It's like a it's, it's like a Six Flags. It's Knott's legal name. It's Knott's legal name. It's who okay. owns Knott's Berry Farm is Cedar Fair. Um, so, uh, the two of them are merging the jugger. They're calling them two juggernauts of regional theme parks are merging six flags and Cedar fair will soon operate with, well, as one under the six flags name, um, as a 3.5 billion conglomerate. Holy shit. Yeah. The unprecedented portfolio will include 42 theme parks, 15 water parks and nine resorts. Six Flags is swallowing nuts. Um, Yeah, others-ish. But with that deal, like, there's some odd things that are happening. Um, So, like, there were always kind of, like, it's, yeah, with with the deal has minimal market overlap in other parts of the company. It's not true in California. Close to home, we have Six Flags Match Mountain and Knott's Berry Farm, where our like both of them being fairly close as in people usually go to both parks and they're technically competitors. 
Um, you also have in the Bay Area, you have the Discovery Kingdom for Six Flags and you have Great America. And that's Santa Clara and um, Viejo. Mm -hmm. um, I got that one right and I'm proud of myself. I almost pronounced the L's and I was so mad at myself already. <laughs> um, but they're going to be operating under that. So Cedar Fair is still holding the majority of the stake, though. Okay. So even though they're taking the Six Flags names, and it might just be that they decided it was more recognizable because you recognized Six Flags and you didn't recognize Cedar Fair, the the CEO, Richard Zimmerman, who is the CEO of Cedar Fair, is the one that's taking the lead. Um, and they said changes can be slow, subtle, and even undetectable to an average, to the average eye. But I do know that part of this, they have stopped selling Knott's Berry Farm Jelly. Does that mean that the cookies are out too? Yeah. No. Anything oh, branded knots—that's the food. Jelly, like cookies. Yeah, they're gone. You Fuck might still up. be able to get them like in person, like during the boysenberry festival, but they won't be like prepackaged, and like you won't be able to just buy them. I hate. They this. started replacing. I know that they started replacing the jelly at the parks already with um, with just little Smuckers ones. Oh no! Yeah, not smokers. Smokers. It's smokers. It's smokers. I'm not gonna read all of this article because it's a bunch of like just a whole bunch of legal jargon because this is SF gate. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just thought it was like, oh, that's wow. Um, but they a lot of people are speculating that they're still gonna keep really strong identities and really kind of operate them as like two wings of the same company instead of operating them as like the exact same if that makes sense like there might be oh, subtle no. changes like policy changes and things like that that might um ring true i think but other than that you'll probably see more from <laughs> sharing of um rides like when one of them gets rid of a ride maybe moving it to another one of the parks instead of selling it because like they sold the old boomerang that used to be in knots, I know they sold to I think a Chinese com like theme park. How the fuck do they I guess they take it apart and, and they ship take it, apart it and like ship on it. a boat or something? Yeah. yeah. That's fucking insane. Just like the logistics behind Oh yeah. That what the yeah. fuck? Oh yeah. That sounds like such a daunting task. Imagine like you like they, they receive it and they're missing like one fucking screw or bolt. It's in the middle. Something. It's like fuck, you know. No, they're I mean? missing just one, one a part of the track, and it's in the middle of the thing. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, exactly. huh? Where did that go? How did we lose this giant piece?" Or, or worse, they put it all fucking together, and they have extra pieces. Like, uh, 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 uh I hate what? that IKEA does that with like extra pieces, and it's like so. If you break one of them, you have it right, but it's always like. Where was this supposed to go? Where was it supposed to go? Um, but. No, it's like, like they're supposed to continue to approve. Um, after the merger, more parks will have access to iconic brands like DC Comics, Peanuts, and Looney Tunes, which means you might see Peanuts and DC Comics stuff in like Knots and Snoopy stuff in like Six Flags, because they can share that now. Camp Snoopy's not exclusive to Knots no more. Camp Snoopy was never exclusive to Knotts. Um, well, to be fair, Camp Snoopy or Knotts is the only one that had a Camp Snoopy. Exactly. There was, there was Space Snoopy. 
space Snoopy. Yeah, there's a couple of parks that have like a like an out like an, an outer space themed Snoopy. <laughs> like That's awesome. I, I love I love Snoopy. <laughs> but their Camp Snoopy is like completely torn apart right now. What? They're completely renovating it. Oh, so but it's coming back. Oh yeah, they're not getting rid of it. They're just renovating it completely. I know that they took out like the Ferris wheel's gone. That I know is gone. Damn. Like they were like, we're done. I haven't I been to that thing broke all the time. I literally haven't been to Knott's since like high school. How do you feel about? I mean, I will. I all every year I offer to go with you to Ghost Town Alive and play real life um NPC um side quests. <laughs> At Knott's? At Knott's. Every year. Ghost Town Alive. You, I feel like I've never heard about this. Oh, my God. I talk about it. I I freaking love it. Okay. We're going to run out of time. But Ghost Town Alive every year. So, basically, there's a whole bunch of sit people, just character actors in um in Ghost Town. And they're, like, basically living, like, a Brick or Dune style life of, like, they are only alive one one day every year kind of thing um uh -huh. except every day is the same day all summer and then they like have a hoedown but there's like a bunch of things you could do like you could go and help the bandits try and rob the bank or you can convince these two people to get to, like you could follow a love quest you could follow uh like a a stealing these stuff quest you can like find secret mysteries if you go enough they'll be like hey help me find the secret of who's my dad like <laughs> What the fuck? I love it so much. We should go. I, I will get a pass so we can go more than once. Because Knott's passes are like 20 bucks. I swear they're not that cheap. But they're really cheap. When and does I will this go. happen? It's been happening since I worked there. So it was before I met you. No, like, oh. it's like, like a year-round thing? No, it's just during the summer. Oh, okay. And that might be why I think why I briefly touched on it. But it's only at the summer. And it's in Ghost Town, which is the part of the of the park that has the most sun and the least shade. Yeah. So it's Horrible. very warm. Horrible. Anyway, that's going to do it for us <laughs> here on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, we really appreciate you. And don't forget to share the show with a friend. It's the best way that we grow. If you want to find me on the internet, you can find me at Knife Life Osc, Knife Life OSC. If you want to find Shan on the internet, you can find her at... You can find my link tree under Adventure Lady. If you want to find her IRL, you can find her at Ghost Town Alive, apparently. Only in the summer. Only in the summer. But until next time, that's going to do it for us here. My name is Oscar. My name is Shan. This has been 8-Hour Chat. And you can still take antlers on a plane. Bye! Bye!